Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we have Adriano with us again. Yes, welcome. Formula One expert I call Adriano. And very appropriate. Welcome, Adriano. Thanks for having me. And Thank why you. have we got Adriano, Mick? Well, we had the number 27 and 28 cars here in Adelaide. The Ferrari Formula One cars from 1987. 85, I think. 85. Yeah, I think they were 85. Is that right, Adriano? 85, yeah. yeah we better get the, uh, oh, the Our opinion. first Grand Prix. Our first Grand Prix yeah. in, in South Australia. Or the Adelaide Grand Prix when it came back. Yep. So 85. 85. Mick. And the drivers in the 85, was it both Stefan Johansson and? Yes, Stefan Johansson and Michele Alberto. And okay. it was uh, good to have Stefan back in town. Back in the 28. And, uh, yeah, that's what's so great about them is that the first Adelaide Grand Prix. So it was the first Ferrari. Adelaide Grand Prix. And with the Stephen Ferraris. got reunited with his, his car back then, or the car that he drove. It's not wasn't his car, I yeah. suppose. I remember I was a teenager, Mick, and went to Christian Brothers College, as you know, and the track went around in front of Christian Brothers College. And that was the first look at the Ferraris in real life. I mean, you saw them on TV. Yeah. But for us kids to see a Ferrari like the Formula One car there. It was something just, unbelievable. And then to have them here, and you and I got lucky enough to go up close and personal with them. Wow. I did want to actually sit in it. Yeah, I did I, I too. thought I better not ask. Yeah, I, I don't know if it all fit. Um, I, I saw Stefan get into it, and you know the car was built for him. You know, yeah, but just, I mean, but it's he's a slightly few years bigger now. Track. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's just yeah. It always amazes me when you see them up close how small they are. Yeah, just how sort of compact and just it's it's, it's incredible. We noticed that too. The well, front nose cone, your feet. Your feet are literally at the end of the nose. Well, I think yeah. they pass the axle, which they don't do that anymore yeah. for safety reasons. Absolutely. So your feet are actually extend past the front axle, which is not, not real good. It's not good. And, no, and not that's good. the thing that shocks you, especially when you see a new Formula One car. They're so much bigger. Yeah. And safer. And safer. Yeah. And those cars are just so small, but it's just the, the technology is so simple. But that's what makes them so beautiful is just how simple they are. They just they look like what you've. Imagine a Formula One car should look like, you know. Yeah. Whereas now they're all they're like airplanes. I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, Mick and I picked that also when we went there. They just look so raw and yeah. ra- it's like what we grew up with. Yeah. And the condition of these two cars, twenty seven and twenty eight. Now they're personally owned, personal collection, are they? Yes, and, and they're just well maintained. And the fact to have two is amazing, you know. And you got the, the pigeon twins, pair, twi- the twins. Yeah, pigeon pair, and they, yeah. hey, they had just come back from doing fifty laps in Melbourne. Yeah, because they did the historic yeah, Phillip great. Island. So these things are working. You know, they're workers. They're not just display pieces. Yeah. No, and, and that's what's great is there's a difference between if you have them and you just park them up in a museum or something. But you know, it's a race car. It's meant to be driven. It's meant to be heard. It's meant to be you know sort of turned on. And that's what's great about an event like the motorsport festival is you, you sort of can see it. It comes yeah. alive again, so especially at that track as well with all that history. So and how many times a year would they get driven? That's a good question. I, I'd probably say only a few because I think just the, you know, you, you don't want to wear them out because the parts are so rare yeah. and you have to really sort of, you know, work on them and maintain them and things. I think you, you bring them out for special occasions and, you know, Adelaide Motorsport Festival, Phillip Island, the sort of the best events to go to, you know, because you know, proper racetracks, big events, and that's what you'd want. That's why if, you know, you owned them, that's what you'd want. And the, the advantage we had is you can get up close to them. It's not like mm. a real Formula One event that you've got to have the pit passes and even then you're limited, it's all barricaded off, whereas we were able to really touch them, feel them. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, mm. you know, the next step would have been to sit in it and drive it, but... Yeah, exactly. I saw a few kids get in it, you know. It's just that's what you want to see is that for them, it's just, you know, you can't do that in Melbourne for the Grand Prix. No chance. You know? right. But how analogue it all is. There's nothing. There's what a steering the wheel. Gear, no, gear exactly, stick. the gear stick. Yeah. 
See, that was the beauty that. about those that era as well, because you know you had driver error. Yeah. You miss a gear, you're going to get over, uh, yeah. you're going to get passed. Whereas now it's more electronic. You had to know what was going on as a driver because yeah. really there was no digital displays telling you what's happening, ABS braking. Or Actually, that sort of no, eighty five. They would have had ABS. I would say. Well, well they would have been not with lights though. Not a lights flashing up or something. No, they were still pretty pretty basic and you think as well how unreliable they were back then because yeah. the technology was just you know turbochargers were pretty new in formula one still then and it just it was all very raw and yeah. very you know the driver yeah. was just left to it they'd go out do their practice laps warm-ups whatever qualifying and then rebuild the engines for the races because mm. yeah. you were allowed to do that back then you can't do that now and right. these these ones with the, the particular ones we're talking about uh, are one what are they the model 156 so it's a yep. 1.5 liter v6 Turbocharged sound, yeah, but the what sound, a sound was unbelievable. Sound it sounds more than the yeah. a V six, yeah. uh, you know, screaming, screaming. And I remember it was either the year after the eighty five season that they banned the turbos, or was it the year after the eighty six? The, the year after 80, uh, 88 actually. Eighty eight, okay, yeah. but the they banned the turbos to and slow them the down. The following year they were quicker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's that shows you the technology how. How right. it goes. So with those two Ferraris, you would have sp- you've spoken to the owner a few times, mm. multiple times. Did he buy them X Factory? I mean, how do you even buy a Grand Prix car? There is a market out there for old Grand Prix cars, unbelievably, and it's just you know, there's just they fall into private hands and then they just sort of go around the world basically, and it's amazing where they pop up. And you know, I've seen Formula One cars just in the most random places. You know, there's been you know Williamses in Texas and things like that because you know for a Formula One team. They have no use after the season. You know, some of them keep them and put them in a museum. Others sell them as a way to make money. So it's a market out there, you know, which, um, yeah. And, I mean, we say part, you know, they look after them so things don't break. But if they needed a part, could they send them back to Ferrari? Would Ferrari actually? Yeah, some of the teams, like Williams, have actually, like, heritage departments which help do that. So they'll have sort of, you know, like, you can buy a Williams and then you can go to them and say, the gearbox isn't working, can I work with you, and, you know. Well, they do that in... uh in for Ferrari. the classique, well, they do it for classique, Formula One. They've got they've got the cliente Ferrari yep. Formula One cars that you know the clients can say, look, I'm going to race this weekend, and then they'll take the car. There. But those cars stay with Ferrari. They, those are the ones that stay with the Ferrari. But I'm sure you can get anything done. Uh, of course, it might cost you. A bit. Yeah, but because and, yeah, and some of them have to make the parts as well. Because if you you know they're not available, or some teams don't exist anymore. You just have to make a part to fit. So, you know. and, and the fact that they went around now, did they have little pit crews with them? Yes. So, yep. They've got pit crews. Yeah. So, how so many, do, do they go through? I mean, they're not going, they're not racing, right? So, no. they wouldn't have gone through tyres and things like that, correct? No, not really. It's a, yeah. it's more sort of demonstration. Display, demo, so yeah. A, you know, you but they still push them along, though. Yeah. The demonstration, but they push them along. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and that's what you want to see. You want to hear it and see it. And, and you know, I, you know I've, I've got some photos of Stefan up on the curb, you know, so he's still pushing, you know. So, and I think he still doesn't know how to drive his car. <laughs> Not the, no, Stephanie, if you're listening, I didn't mean that, Stephanie, I didn't mean that. Um, and and that, that's also what you want to see as well, the original driver in it, because that just oh, How cool is that? Is that not a pinch-yourself moment, I'm, yeah, honestly? Pr- pretty amazing, even just to meet him and chat to him. and you Another know. thing, get up and personal with these guys. That yeah. we're, you know, we're our icons. You know. yeah, a Ferrari driver was our icon. Well, in saying that, I heard that one of the guys, that our mates that was watching the Ferraris, Stefan went up to his, his car that he had driven, stood back, and 
had a, a moment there you could see that he was reminiscing about the car and actually took a photo what? of his own car. Yeah. What? History. Of the car that he was driven. Dri- did you end History up speaking to Stefan at all? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, before the event and uh, and after and during. And no, he was great. He was just, you know, down to earth and, you know, he went to, you know, dinner with some of our team and, you know, it's just... Did he know that car was going to be there? That his old yep. car. He knew his old he car was, was driving. Yep. So, in in that case, do you know if he actually wanted to keep it or have it or buy it or you know? I mean, who knows? I think I think once their careers are over and then they sort of do other things, but then it's sort of that nostalgia. You know, they just want the chance to get back in it. And you know, I, I was there when he came straight from the airport and he came and sat in it. And you know, it was just it was like you know he just fit. It just was his. You and know, Adelaide you know, Ferrari? Adelaide Ferrari, yeah. How, how good was that? that yeah. Those two Grand Prix cars were in the front window, Adelaide Ferrari and West Terrace. When you drove past, you could not help but stop and have a look. No, I mean, they're just, you know, they're so unique. And know, they were so real. Yeah. They were real. They but weren't they're, dummy they're, cars. That's what I'm saying, yeah. real cars. To have, yep. And then for him to visit and sit in it. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's it was a welcome so home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you know, he'd drive you on the same bit of road he did in 85, you know. And it's just amazing, you know, all those decades ago, but he's back here, his same car, you know, Adelaide's still here, <laughs> the track's still there. Now, that's what I would have thought, that they must really have first rider, I wonder if they do, as a driver, like if you'd like to buy your car, you must really could. Or, you know, I don't know if I don't know do. how that works. And right. then they on-sell them maybe to recoup mm. some money. Is what Because Ricardo Petrazzi, he's got his hanging in his lounge room. If you see the photos of his house, he's got his, his Parmalat car, which was what was the uh, Patrese's car? Uh, Brabham. The Brabham mm. is hanging in his on his wall. It's fantastic. Well, he's not driving that around. Right? Then. Looks, like, but he owns it, right? Yeah. I reckon nice. if I was a Grand Prix driver, I would want to own my old car. Oh, for sure, for sure. But if you're a Hamilton, well, Hamilton collects his. Hamilton's got a collection of his uh, Mercedes Benzes, old yeah, Grand Prix cars. I, I suppose it, everyone would have a different Schumacher idea. Schumacher would. What, mm. Some some would collect helmets, some collect overalls, some you know swap helmets with other drivers. So it's just yeah, it's it's unique. It's what a way to remember it. And that's I think for Stefan, what was special is you come back to the same city. You know, you can stay in the same hotel. You know, you can drive on that same. Nothing much has changed in Adelaide, has it, since '85? <laughs> well, Adriana, you were saying that the the street party on the Friday night they actually did part of the original Grand Prix circuit. Yeah, they did the full lap. So they left from Victoria Park and then they went through sort of, you know, the centre chicane, through the sort of staircase to East Terrace outside the Banana stadium. Bend. Banana Bend, yep. That's the only bit of the track that's really changed because yeah. of where the O-Barn comes out now. Then they parked up at East Terrace and then they came back, you know, Rundle Road, Decatable Terrace, through Britannia Roundabout. To so. see those streets lying with people, they are driving through. It was like, a, you know... Yeah, you know, like, like the old rallies. No, like Gino D'Italia, like, you know, the, the cyclists where yeah. they got the – these are Grand Prix cars and there's crowds either sides. Fantastic. So it's a nice little touch, you know, just to be able to do that full Grand Prix lap, you know, just brought everything together. So I think that was really good. And the street party was just amazing. You know, thousands of people along the road, you know, Formula One cars parked up, V8 supercars, you know, sports cars, you know. It certainly put Adelaide on the map. But they were there to see 27. Yeah, but a lot of people were there to see 27, Actually, on the 27 and 28, why is it 27 and 28? Do you know the story behind that? Well, I did hear a story about it. You could tell us the story behind 27, 28. Well, they sort of, Alan Jones, the Ferrari won the World Championship. So when you won the World Championship back then, you could 
run the number one, one and number two. two the following year. And then sort of Williams was running 27-28. Williams won the championship. They swapped over. And then I think just, you know, Gilles Villeneuve was driving for Ferrari at the time. He became an iconic, legendary driver. Yep. He was the 27. And then I think that when he was killed, they sort of, you know, kept that going. It became yep. their sort of thing. That were the Ferrari numbers, weren't they? 27-28. Yeah, and I it, mean, it wasn't until recently that drivers can now pick their numbers. But, I, you know, for me, it's not the same. No. Nah. You know, if you look at a Ferrari, it should be 27-28. 27-28. And, and that was because they inherited the 27 and 28 because Williams yeah. went to one and two. Yeah, correct. Yep. 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 So, you know, but now, like you said, they can pick their own number. So if you win the championship, you don't have to have one. No. No, right? it's up to you. Yep. So. And so, yeah, that's right. You know, because Louder was choice. 12 and was always 12. Yep. You don't have to. You can, you can if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah. So. I would have loved if we had kept 27, 28, to be honest. Yep. Well, I don't know. I think having number one would be good. Right? It yeah, would one, be good for Ferrari to get two. back and get True. number one and two. Might be a while before yeah. Ferrari gets Look, sorry, I wouldn't mind going back to when we went to Ferrari Adelaide, Ori, yeah. with the 27-28 car up close. The little details that were different between the two cars because of the drivers. Correct. So the seat would be different. The, the headrest is different. different behind because they're but, different heights. Yeah. But did you notice the little, you know, they have the yeah the headrest or helmet support. Correct. One was tiny little padding and, and the well, one was a little bit bigger. Mm. And you're thinking, how can it be that that sort of detail is different? Well, You'd make it It's got to be comfortable for you, for That's the driver, right. number one. And it's made but otherwise, are the cars identical or not? Yep, they're identical, but then you same can... Same engine. Sort of, yep, same engine, same everything. But you can make, you know... Setup changes, suspension changes. Correct. Because like so, you've got yeah. different driving. You've got different. people driving. So they set up miles. differently? Yep. yep. And but still to this day? Well, probably now they would have changed you know, slightly, but just those little things, if you think of it for drivers, it's all about comfort because you've got to be as comfortable as possible in that car. So the headrest has to be in the right place. The gear stick has to be in the right place. It's all about just fitting in. So when I when I was there on Friday when Stefan got in the car for the first time and he just, you know, he fit in it and it was just, you know, they made set it, you know, they hadn't changed of course, it. Of course, it, you fit in it. It was made for you. you yeah, know. but a few yeah, years have passed. True. Hasn't he put on any weight or anything? No, he looks pretty, pretty good. good. He looked no, pretty good looks for pretty his good. age. But no, just because the, the car's built for him, you know, essentially the seat fitting and everything like that. So it's just, you know, it's like a, a handmade glove, you know. Yeah. Other things would be set up differently. Like one of the drivers might like uh, a tighter steering or they might like a mm. bit of understeer or oversteer the track. That would or, be different. Or, yeah. They otherwise, that, the car itself is exactly the, the same. same. Yeah, the car is exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing stories Jacques Villeneuve would have his throttle was like, you know, sort of the sort of um, the pedal, yeah. how far in it goes. He would have it so it was just very slight because he just liked flooring it. So just things like that, you know, things little things like that are different. Little tweaks to change it. One thing that I reckon looks great, but I'm glad they don't do that anymore, is, again, the seating position, as we talked about before, with the feet in front of the axle. Yeah. I just think that that's oh, just it's, scary. It's not safe. It does look good on the car because you're sitting way yeah. forward. Everything's behind you. Yeah. But anyway, look, I, I think it was uh, an absolute great to see those two cars and to have Stefan uh, in his own car. Not that we ever speak about value, but what are those cars worth? I mean, uh, you know, those iconic Ferraris, not championship winning cars. Oh, actually, one of them was a championship winning car. No, they're not. those 85 ones weren't, but they they won races. They, they won, won races. Race. Yep. Ra- sorry, five-time race winning yes. car. Yeah. That's right, so, which is Stefan's, I think. In terms of money, th- see, that's a hard thing because how do you put a price on something that's so unique and there's yeah. just so few of them? Correct. So I, I would say easily in the millions, easily. Because you know you, you're not, you can't replace those. them. Yeah, exactly. So, and it depends who wants them too. I mean, 
you know, because there's some emotion attached to some of those, of course. Yeah. You know, so. Well, like um, on the weekend they had um, uh, Jack Brabham's championship winning Brabham from 1966. And How was good was to, that? It was great. And I was speaking to David, his son, who drove it. And, I was, you know, what's the price of this? And he goes, well, it doesn't have one. It's one of one. And it's, it's a, money it, can't buy almost, yeah, really. It's the only um, Grand Prix car ever that was um, the person who built it won the championship in it. And that's never happening again. And you know, you're never going to see. And that's from here, Repco. Yeah. You're that's never, Repco Rebham. You're never going to see Charles Leclerc build his own Grand Prix car and then and go and the race it. In it. Yeah. So that, that, the value of that alone would be probably, I think it's been valued at you know, over 20 million. But, you know, the That's got to stay with the family, really. It has, 100%. Yeah, it has to stay Absolutely. with the family. So, 100%. So you can't, you know, put a price on that because that's why. Because those Ferraris, and how many of those did they make? There would have been probably only about five or six. For the season, the that's year. right. For the season. For the whole season. Yeah. But n- not the actual car, correct? They would only make two cars, then maybe make an extra body because if something gets smashed or yeah, extra no, they had a spare car back then. They had then. spare cars back then. three cars, that's three engines, mm. correct? Probably, yeah, I'd say five or six just in terms of the over a course of a season, you know, one might get damaged, they might build a new one. But then, you know, you think of it the year before they have a different car and the year after they have a different car. So it's just unique to that one season. Yeah, so at the end of that season, do they strip the cars down and start it or they completely start again? Completely That's start it? again. We start from scratch. Completely start again, yeah. Every season, they yep. don't use anything old. Very rarely because the technology just moves on. And that's why, you know, if you saw on the weekend, you know, there was two 89 Brabham's. And you can see the difference even in a few years. You were talking about the seating position. The drivers are going further back, and that's just the evolution of the sport. Yeah, You, know, so you go back to the 50s and 60s, it looks like they're racing a coffin. So yeah. really, the Grand Prix season this year has just started. Well, what are we, mm. three or four weeks in? Yep. No, we're Adelaide's now. Adelaide's this weekend. Melbourne. Uh, sorry, Melbourne's this weekend, Australia. So they would already be working back in-house on next year's car. 100%, yep. It just never stops. Never and that's stopped. the beauty about Formula One and the pinnacle of the motorsport is because you want the technology to keep improving because mm. that filters down to road cars in the end. Yep, absolutely. All, all that yeah. stuff. So well, you, you it's the road cars that support the racing. That's right. They always you talk need about to sell, that. You need to sell the ra- road cars to support racing. Yep. That's why you see Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes, they're all in there because that's where sort of it all And they're building the SUVs now. Anyway. Mm, that's, that's another, another story. <laughs> that's another story. Anyway, I think we're going to leave it there, Ori. Uh, Adriano, thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Formula One, we love our motorsport and it's, it's fantastic. Oh, they're, so. mo- they're two of my most favourite Ferraris ever. Uh, we'll have some video footage and uh, some, you know, on Instagram we'll have some stuff yep. on there. So YouTube. You can catch us on mickandori at gmail.com and, of course, as I said, on the Instagram and YouTube. But uh, remember, if your car's not a classic... It will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.